You're listening to WCOMLP 103.5 FM Carborough and Chapel Hill. It's a Tuesday, it's five o'clock, and that only means one thing. It's time for another round of Snarky Faith with your host, Stuart Deloney. This is a space where we irreverently wrestle through life, culture, and spirituality, all with our heads in the clouds, our tongues in our cheeks, our hearts in our sleeves, and our feet on the ground. At Snarky Face, the questions or even the answers are never the point. It's all about the conversation. So here's your host, Stuart Deloney. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another round of Snarky Face Radio. I'm your host, Stuart Deloney. And here we are again. Another week here with Snarky Faith Radio. So, yes, welcome, welcome to the show. I am glad to have all of you here. So, uh, for those that may be tuning in now or that have tuned in at any por- uh, period, I want, I want, I want to like give you guys a little look under the hood of the car here at Snarky Faith Radio. Um, not that it's actually that interesting. The, the <laughs> what I'm going to show you oh, that's under the hood, but I'm giving it to you for context. I'm giving you a basic context. So, uh, you will fall, those of you that are listening into this, you will fall into two categories. And I know many of you may say right now, Stuart, don't label me. Don't put me in a box. You can't do this to me. And I will say, oh, yes, dear listener, I can. Because my boxes that I'm putting you in are are quite elementary and rudimentary. Uh, so there are essentially two types of listeners that that tune into this show. One are the listeners that listen to this on terrestrial radio here in Chapel Hill and Carborough, those that are listening to this live right now. So to those of you that listen to this live on terrestrial radio, hey, clap, 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 yay, radio is still live in America, and we're excited about that. And then there's the second crowd of those, those that listen to this show that are the podcast army that we have out here listening to the exact same show, uh, but in just a different form at your own convenience, because essentially the rest of you out there are saying like, oh, I can't be troubled with tuning in live to listen to this show. I'm going to listen to it whenever I want to. And no, there's no reason (laughs) or animus that I'm throwing towards you. I'm just being dumb. And so I tell you these two things to my two uh, listening audiences out here, similar but different Uh, Because this. So, for those of you that are in the area that are thinking that you're listening to the show live, ha 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 ha, you are no different than the podcast listeners. You are not a better person than the rest of us that listen to the show. No, you're all the same. Because guess what? I'm doing right now. Is this show happening on a Tuesday? Yes, it is on terrestrial radio. Is Stuart talking on Tuesday on this show? Uh, No, he's not. Oh, snarky secrets. Yeah, we're not doing a snarky secrets part of our episode, but it does feel like that. And I tell you that because, because of this. Today, for me, not for you, I know, I know, it feels like we're hopping on to alternative realities and timelines here, but this is not that kind of a show. So for me, my reality here in the recording studio, a.k.a. my house, uh, I'm recording this right now on Labor Day for you. So, I, I, I just really spoke like two whole minutes to this up to tell you that this is just a labor for love for you. That uh, that went way too far uh, and took way too long of explana- explaining this. But yes, I am spending my Labor Day holiday, even though I have work today, I am still spending my Labor Day holiday laboring for you, my dear listeners, here at Snarky Faith Radio. 
And what what I continue to love about this experiment that we do here on on the air is is you, the listener. I, I have so many wonderful listeners that that write in, that ask questions, that give comments, that get feedback, that that say the show is horrible and an abomination, that we're heretical. Uh, love you guys too, because I need a good laugh from time to time. And those that are actually genuine and and have a soul, the other ones that, that give compliments, those ones that, that are genuine and have a soul, I love you guys. I love you guys too. But actually, I love all of you. If you're listening to the show, there's much love for you. So I say that I say that because we have we have old longtime listeners, we have new listeners that have kind of been listening for like a couple months or so, and then we have ones that are brand spanking new, brand spanking new. Like after this episode, someone needs to change your diaper. You are that brand spanking new of a listener. No judging, you are welcome, just like anyone else is. Even for those that hate listening to my show, which I know there are some as well too. You're welcome here. You're welcome here. That's how this whole thing works. So I say all of that. To come to this point is, 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 is here's where we're going to go. Here's where we're going to go with this hour. Now, for those that are familiar with the show, know that we generally start our show with a segment called The Christian Crazy. And I know I try to periodically also, on uh, secondarily, try to give a shout out to why we do the show every once in a while, just for those that are new and tuning in. I'm going to combine both of those here today. I'm going to combine the Christian crazy and why the show exists. So here is your treat for the week. Hopefully it's a treat, but I'm going to assume it's a treat. And if it's not a treat, guess what? You're the podcast listener. You're the radio listener. You have the power. You have the power of the thumb or maybe index finger or pinky. If you're weird, if you're operating your phone with your pinky or your car, I mean that, Hey, if you can do that, awesome. Cause my pinkies are kind of dumb. One of the main reasons I began this show many moons ago, we are in the over 200s of episodes, and that's only because I started counting at a certain point when, <laughs> after we'd been doing this show for a while. The show has morphed and changed over the years uh, from being a show that was predominantly just a little bit of commentary to a lot of bit of commentary to co-hosts on the show to back to being commentary where we interview people and talk about stuff that is happening in the sphere of religion and Christianity in America today. And one of the reasons I began the show was for was for the exact reason. I had someone that that wrote me very heartfelt this week, and I I, I really appreciate them. I'm not going to say who it is because I like leaving people's anonymity up to themselves. But uh, this person had written and really just talking about how they didn't feel like they had a place anymore um, in church. Uh, they didn't have a place anymore, but they still like Jesus. But the institutional church didn't make sense to them. And where do I go? What do I do? And and I hear back more and more about, about folks that are like that, that are struggling because the structures of faith in America seems to have failed them, but the essence of faith and love and joy and peace and compassion and the ways of Jesus still hold them there. So, so that weird tension but, uh, is kind of what fuels us today. And, 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 hey, I know I've got also lots of listeners that still go to church that are just kind of pissed in the pews and at least need some sort of a... Uh, kind of like a pressure release valve uh, in order to continue to survive within their church community that they're in. Hey, for those of you out there, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there so much that years ago, I'm going to a church, a conservative church years ago, 
And I remember it became this whole thing with me and my family uh, where my wife and I would we'd be quiet the whole, sur- uh, the whole service. And then once we kind of got in the car, we started yelling at each other. Not because we were mad at each other, but because we were just bottled up with, oh my gosh, this, none of this makes sense. Oh my gosh, this, this is so horrible. This is so awful. This is, and so we would do this and kind of that was like our catharsis and how we would process through this on the way home from church. And then we eventually had to stop it when, when uh, I think it was my second oldest uh, asked in the car, because she's very honest in that way. And she's like, mom, dad, are, are you guys getting a divorce because of church? And <laughs> we'd be like, oh my gosh, no, honey, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is how mom and dad try to process the crap of where Christianity has come from. Flash forward years later, and my catharsis now is the microphone here on the radio. And this, 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 um, this rambling intro that I have here um, is, is really here to encapsulate and tell all of you guys here that you're okay. You're okay. You've got questions. You've got issues. You, you don't feel like the church is right. You, you feel like you see things in a certain way, and the way you see things seems kind of like Jesus-y and biblical, and the way that like the institution that you're a part of doesn't seem to be acting very Jesus-y. Yeah, yeah. I'm here to be in that position to be able to say, hey, guess what? You're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. We even have, we even have, wink, wink, nuns that listen to the show, and you know who you are. That's as far as I'll go. Not outing anyone. There's no doxing that will be happening on this show today. I say that because uh, we have this segment at the beginning of the show, and that is called The Christian Crazy. And much of the show has evolved into being a, a vehicle to be able to find the sanity within Christianity um, and also point out the insanity within Christianity uh, here in America and other places because we have people that listen to our show abroad as well. So this show, this show, this show, this labor of love day show that I'm going to be pushing forward here today is, is, is going to give you guys kind of like what you want. Like one of my favorite things in the world, and this is a weird, weird, weird thing for me to love this. I feel like I almost love movie trailers more than the movies themselves. Because oftentimes in movie trailers, there's like so much hope, there's so much possibility. And I don't know how the movie is going to suck, but what I'm seeing right now is amazing. Case in point, I'm not even going to get off on this one like and do a whole aside on it. But hey, watch the Suicide Squad uh, trailer. Suicide Squad trailer is quite beautiful. The movie, <laughs> a flaming pile of garbage. So I kind of like these little snippets at times too, because I think that the snippets can speak a lot, much like a movie preview can. And usually, like the beginning of watching a movie in a theater, you end up having the previews. And the previews on the show end up being the Christian crazy of the week, where I sit and I dissect through a lot of the crazy stuff that's happening within Christianity. Now, usually that's the first eh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes on a bad day for our show. But yeah, so somewhere within that realm for our show. Today, it's going to take up the whole show. But I'm not going to just sit there and just throw candy at you. Because I know, I know, I know. It's not just about appetizers. You also want the real meat of the show. So what I'm going to do, and as we walk through this, and hopefully it's going to work. <laughs> hopefully it's going to work. Uh, the idea being, we're going to talk through a bunch of Christian crazy stuff. I've got clips, I've got news, I've got all the stuff that are happening. And we're going to use those examples to be able to talk about some of the myriad of issues of where Christianity is going wrong in America today. So we're going to use the craziest of the crazy to be able to talk through that. Now, 
when we talk about the crazy, craziest of the crazy, um, we're going to have to start off with something really crazy, like really crazy. Like you're, you're going to think I made this stuff up crazy. That's why the Christian crazy is so amazing. So wonderful. And so snarky because that's what we do here. That's, that, that's snarky faith. The only way sometimes we can make sense of the world around us is to be able to heap heavy doses of sarcasm on it uh, to keep us from going insane. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce the segment, our little segment intro. That's going to be our whole show intro today. It's the same one you hear every week, so <laughs> don't expect for it to be that amazing. But here we go. Claude Hammers. The Lord is my shepherd. He know what I want. So when we talk about Christian crazy, and I bring up Rick Wiles, Rick Wiles of True News, TRU. Not really TRUE news, but whatever true is, true news. Uh, Rick Wiles may not be the granddaddy of crazy on the show, but he's definitely like the nutty uncle or the inbred cousin because... Because he's Rick Wiles. So I got something good. Like I, I, I really got something good from Rick Wiles. So I, I got, I got to give you something just like to kind of like wet, wet, wet in the palate before we get to something that I can't even explain from Rick Wiles. So, uh, so yeah, so here we go. So first off, Rick Wiles, Rick Wiles, Rick Wiles is worried. He is worried for Christians in America because if they lose the election coming up, we're, they're going to all need to move underground like mole people. Maybe they will. That would be kind of an interesting outcome of an election. Um, someone wins and then instantly everyone turns into mole people. Uh, I, I'm not really sure, but you know, Rick, Rick, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, this, this fear for Christians needing to go underground very soon. If things don't go the way you want them to, but yeah, go just Rick, just go ahead, Rick, go ahead, Rick. Towards a massive purge of the American people and who they're really coming after are Christians. Mm. All right. I will be laughed at, vilified, smeared for saying this, but that's what I believe, and I'm trying to tell the body of Christ in America, you better prepare for the unthinkable. And the unthinkable is a national purge of Christians in this country. So Rick is setting this thing up here that, that oh, I'm going to be laughed. Oh, I'm going to be mocked by saying that there's going to be a mass purge of Christians in America. I mean, I feel like he's really been watching too many horror movies. I mean, especially him saying that there's going to be a purge. Has anyone ever heard of a horror movie called The Purge or several of them? I don't really know. But I know Rick is like, I'm going to be mocked by this. No, Rick. No, Rick. You're going to be mocked by something we've got coming up. But this brings up a good point that Rick is, is having here. And, and this is one of, the, of, of our topics we're going to kind of descend through. Some of the reasons why Christianity has gone crazy, some of the reasons why Christianity has nothing to do with Jesus anymore. Um, we can get into the business aspects of the church, but this, this, this kind of is one of the ground zeros here. One of the reasons that we have here is, is fear-mongering is that those in power in Christianity have used for many a year and continue to do so in crazier and more conspiracy theory-driven ways, but they end up using fear to control 
um, their constituents. They use fear con to control their congregations. They use fear to control whoever the heck continues to fund these crazy ministries that are going on. So Rick is kind of throwing out this, oh, you may mock me, but guess what? There's going to come a day. We're going to have a bunch of Christians living underground because everyone's just going to want to kill them. No, Rick. No, 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 no. None of that makes sense. And none of that. Oh, we did a show on this very recently about not fearing. And so them sowing fear, them sowing all of this kind of fear to the folks that are listening to this is a huge issue within Christianity. Using fear to sell faith. That's not faith at all. That's not faith at all. But I will let him finish. I will let him finish because maybe he had something to say. Probably not. But It'll give me something else to make fun of. So, hey, Rick, go ahead. Go, buddy. And for me personally, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, what I wrestle with all the time is when do I have to go underground and take shelter to protect myself mm. and my family? Because I'm, I see it coming. That's where I'm at personally right now. I, I said at the beginning of this year, I really believe that this ministry will be underground before this year is over. So by underground, do you mean the ministry is going to be dead or it's literally going to be living subterranean? I really want the details on this. And, and just to be honest, uh, you guys could really, like you should pair up with Jim Baker's ministry, the one that sells kind of these end times buckets. Like if you have like your underground ministry and then you've got your bucket ministry for being able to survive the apocalypse, you guys, you guys can make some money here. I'm just saying it. Just saying, just saying. Don't even want a part. I don't even want a cut of it. You guys can take that for free. But, 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 yes. So hopefully <laughs> Rick's going to be prophetic that ministries like this that continue to give a bad name to the faith, that continue to spew insanity, will be six feet under. Not Rick. I don't wish Rick bad. I don't wish Rick harm. We've used Rick plenty on this show. But what I am saying is I would love it if there was less mouthpieces like this out there that continue to manipulate people for the gospel for the gospel and and maybe maybe you can say well i can see i can see this because i know lots of people that like playing devil's advocate to me especially when i say things that are a little bit more inflammatory or kind of direct um well Stuart, you may be getting it wrong maybe maybe you're taking what rick said out of context maybe rick's not crazy after all right 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 yeah don't believe me don't believe me now let's listen to Rick. Rick talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, you know, the guy that committed suicide in jail? You know, the pedophile, the disgusting human being that is Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, that guy, that guy. But Rick, Rick knows. Somehow Rick knows that Epstein is not dead and that he's still alive and he's still running his pedophile monopoly? somewhere. I'm not really sure how that works, but Rick's pretty sure of what's going on with Jeffrey Epstein. And this, and this, and this will be the nail in the coffin for Rick. If he wants to go six feet under, if you guys are worried about crazy here, <laughs> this, is, this is the icing on the cake. This is the tip of the iceberg. This is as good as it gets for Christian crazy. Don't believe me. I know you don't believe me. I know you think that I'm actually like just, I say this a lot on the show that this is like some of the craziest stuff I've heard. No, 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 no. Nothing will prepare you for this. Nothing will prepare you for this. And if you think of Nicolas Cage while he's saying this, I give you bonus points that will be given to you in eternity. In heaven, you will get golden stars 
for believing this, okay? I mean, if, if you think of that while he's saying this, I won't say why, I won't say why until he finishes, but go ahead. My guess is <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein is alive and well, and his uh, sexual molestation career has taken a radical turn. He'll have to manage this operation from seclusion in another country with a new face that that uh, an intelligence agency has given him, perhaps even a facial transplant beyond going to um, plastic surgery, perhaps an actual facial transplant. I mean, taking somebody else's face and putting it on Jeffrey Epstein's head, all right, or even maybe a head transplant. I mean, aren't we being told that they can do this stuff now? That's right. That's not conspiracy theory. Actually, that is the very definition of a conspiracy theory. But, but I digress. I do think that we need to give um, a moment of silence, a moment of silence for this nugget of truth that Rick Wiles has given us that Jeffrey Epstein either has a face transplant or a entire head transplant because that's not conspiracy theory. The guy that runs True News, a Christian news outlet. Give him a moment of silence for this beautiful nugget. All right, that's as long as I can stay quiet. Sorry. But what? What? Like, I know, I know you're thinking John Travolta, Nicolas Cage face off. One of the greatest, most over the top, ridiculous action movies that really makes no sense, but it is certainly fun to watch because it's campy and insane. No, no, no. The guy that runs True News is telling you that somehow, mm-hmm, this, and True News also is about Jesus, but somehow it's about Jeffrey Epstein getting potentially a head transplant to continue what he's doing here. <laughs> I don't even know what to say from this. I don't even know what to say from this. But the first thing I said and our first clip from him was that these are people that are peddling fear. And also, I think these are people that are peddling insanity. And by means of conspiracy theories. And, and when faith becomes people that are peddling conspiracy theories, when faith becomes about people that are, well, I think I, I saw the headlines of an article that said this is happening. When, when, when there's a faith that's no longer about education or rationality or sanity, we have a problem. Like, if you have people that, that actually believe they are followers of Jesus that are continuing to listen to stuff like this on True News, what? Like, what is this? Like, no wonder Christianity is insane in America today. And I know, I know that usually what we do is I scrape, I scrape the edges, I scrape the craziest for this. But... When you begin to see the edges and how many people listen to the edges, I'm going to tell you, like, when you begin to just move in a little bit, move in a little bit from the edges, there's a lot of crazy conspiracy stuff that's being pushed in churches today, too. There's a lot of fear mongering. There's a lot of talk about who immigrants are and how scary they are or who's the new boogeyman, whether it's Hillary or the liberals or whatever else. And church has become this place where fear has led us to towards insanity, where we continue to, to spin things that are either absolute conspiracy theories or pretty much conspiracy theories. And so people see Christianity as this 
this nut case is this whole like this it's like it's like a can of planters mixed nuts is really what we're dealing with now here and and i get upset with this because when we see these when we see these very public positions of people that have followers legitimately have followers you begin to scratch your head and say, mm, what is going on here? When we're living in a time period where Kanye West is holding church. Mm-hmm. 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 I think that someone needs to take back the mantle for Jesus and say, hey, that's not what Jesus talked about. Hey, what are you doing over there? Get out of there. Get out of the pool right now. It's adult swim. It's adult swim. Get out of the pool right now. I feel like there's been too many kids in the pool during adult swim. And Christianity's gotten a little crazy. And when I say a little crazy, I mean very crazy. Very crazy. So, we've talked about so far, fear ends up driving Christianity. And insane, unfound, and unchecked ideas, aka conspiracy theories or things of that nature, continue to, to grab traction within the faithful. And that is damaging. And that is not healthy. Because on two levels, I'm, I'm arguing this. I'm going to argue with this for you guys today. So one, it makes Christianity look foolish and inert and impotent, like worthless. Secondarily, none of this is healthy for people that are inside a faith system that is feeding them this. So you see what I'm getting here? So from the outside people, yeah, you guys are turning people off towards the idea of Jesus, <laughs> part and parcel, wholeheartedly, everything. But at the same time, you're also polluting those that are within your congregations. And I know I'm using, this is almost like, using the Christian crazy is almost like hyperbole. But I guarantee you, all of these, you're going to be able to take these and translate these into a lot of sick and twisted congregations that you're going to find yourselves around. Okay, so fear and sanity, number two. Now let's get to something else. So our next part, we're going to talk about what I would call is untruth or aka just blatantly lies. And, and as we unpack this, this isn't going to necessarily, well, it's going to kind of fall into a little bit of like two categories here. We're talking about things that are untruthful that are being taught or preached in the name of Christianity. And some of these are just flat out crazy, the stuff that, that you're going to hear, much like we heard earlier. But some of these also come from the fact that many people that are leading ministries today are very uneducated. They're people that, that have not kind of walked through the realms of scholarship in order to be able to kind of read the context of Scripture and the Bible and understanding really how to hold the Bible, how to hold ancient Scriptures that were written into other languages and translated. Uh, so we're going to kind of step into, into some of this, the untruth uh, that it begins to happen, but also the uneducatedness of a lot of congregations meaning the fact that Christianity has also, in many spheres, lowered the bar uh, of education to where there's this idea that we, oh, oh, the Spirit tells us what we need to know. And this idea of going to get extra education to really be able to understand ancient scriptures and, and the history of Christianity and, and how we hold this and, and, and many other uh, avenues of this, um, where somehow education has been devalued. So we have untruth and we have uneducation in this next part. And guess what? Guess what? I mentioned him earlier. I mentioned the granddaddy of the Christian crazy. And yes, that's Jim Baker. And sadly, it's not necessarily Jim Baker talking here, but it's who Jim Baker gives a mouthpiece to talk on his show. So the first one, we're going to try to listen to, well, actually, 
I'm going to let you listen to this. Does God's kingdom have an immigration policy? Does God have policies of that kind? You know, you know it's really amazing. Uh, you know, the, my study of the Bible changed uh, when I listened to, when uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, who I knew very, I knew very well, uh-huh. when Miles Monroe made a, com- made a statement one time, it changed my, my, how I saw the Bible, Pastor Jim, forever. He said, the problem with Christians is that we read the Bible as though it's a religious book. He says the Bible is the constitution of the government. Oh. It's the constitution of a kingdom. Of God. So that's why Jesus was the head of a, Jesus was the head of state. So, all right, let me just unpack this just a little bit with the gentleman that, uh, that, that's on the Jim Baker show saying that he had, apparently he heard someone say something once and it was a revelation that changed the way he read the Bible and that the Bible is actually the constitution for God's kingdom. Now on a very basic, uh, level, he's not wrong. Meaning, meaning this, that in, that the Bible should be able to give us an idea of the ethos of God's kingdom, like the, the, the heartbeat, uh, the, the values of what matters to God, meaning that God cares about justice and compassion and mercy and grace and love and those kind of things like that. So if you want to take that in a broad segment of what is God's kingdom about, oh, it's about like restoring people. It's about helping people to be better. It's about helping broken people feel mended and people that feel alone, feeling connected and and in and, and many ways like that, right? But he is kind of taking this statement and going to run a little far, not a little far, like a lot farther than he should. And I know I, I was saying earlier, uneducation was a problem. I would just probably the more educated way to say this would be lack of education would be the problem. And the way this gentleman chooses to tease out his revelation of how we're supposed to read scripture, the revelation of the revelation of scripture. I don't really know, but it, it comes from a place that that fundamentally lacks education. It lacks scholarship. It lacks actually studying the Bible. And in many areas like this, especially when you get into like the, and I'm going to piss some people off this, but so what? It's my show. Uh, when you get towards the charismatic or Pentecostal bents of, of the faith, you're going to see a, a more of a stewardship or a more of an allegiance towards speakers, um, powerful speakers. Those people end up being the ones that those people that others will stand underneath and listen to their tutelage and listen to their teachings and what they have to do with that. And so what, what I'm saying for that is, uh, is especially in that realm, especially when you're talking about charismatic and Pentecostals, education is not really highly regarded and you're really kind of standing under an influencer. Like we have Instagram influencers now, like uh, the charismatic and Pentecostal churches, they have their influencers. Influencer simply just means that you have a following. Kind of like if anyone's watching uh, HBO's The Righteous Gemstones, those are the influencers. And again, if you don't know anything about the Righteous Gemstones on HBO, and you don't know anything about Danny McBride, please don't start watching this. But if you understand Danny McBride and his sense of humor, you'll love it. Uh, that's my caveat there. But um, in that realm, it's kind of that, it, it, it really one of the rules that reigns 
is this kind of prosperity gospel idea that you know if if you are if you are successful then you were worthy of being listened to and you're worthy of being followed you're worthy of being quoted to now now i'm not th- i'm not throwing out the the pentecostals and the charismatics in in this argument because i'll say the similar thing happens uh whom i grew up around was the baptist church where education is not always uh valued also and you end up having someone a pastor that that has probably been through a baptist seminary now his education is valued but you going to either seminary or to higher education, that is not valued. So again, we see these bizarre control structures, whichever you kind of find yourself within. And so we have this guy, yes, that's kind of leaning here, preaching on, on, on Jim Baker's show that, hey, I've got a new revelation for you guys. Here's how you're really supposed to look at the Bible. Here's how you're really supposed to hold it. It's actually the Constitution. The Bible was the original constitution for God. Yeah, because again, we've got a little discrepancy here on context and time period and all sorts of stuff like that. But if you were educated, you know the difference that, yeah, the U.S. Constitution was not the first idea of a constitution. Sorry, I digress. I digress. I'm sorry. I It somehow, when I try to explain too much of their crazy, I, I really try to like nail it down. And it's not, it's not the most helpful. Sometimes you just need to say, yes, Stuart, that's just crazy. Okay. It is crazy. But let me finish. Let me finish uh, and let you listen to his, his whatever it is. Jesus was the head of state. He came here as the head of state. He says, so the Bible is God revealing his mind wow. about how his government runs and the laws that will allow you to, to, sun, to function successfully in his kingdom. When I saw that, it changed everything. So if God's kingdom is a, if God's kingdom is a government, no wonder it's going to have a judicial branch because there's no government that has no judicial branch. That's why the courts of heaven are, are available to you because if God has a government, there's no government that can function effectively without having a judicial system. But that said, if it's a government, then it has to have an immigration policy because it's the right of every sovereign nation to control who comes within its borders. Do you know what the gospel is? What we gospel preachers are? We are here to preach the gospel to give visas for people to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. No, 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 a thousand times no, 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 no. Sorry, I think you get the point here. Oh my gosh. So, so, um, this is what happens when people lack education and lack scruples when they are reading the Bible. They end up taking the Bible and forming it or molding it kind of like Play-Doh into whatever form they want it to be. So it kind of sounds like their point is being proven, meaning that you have a point, you take the Bible, and then you try to squish it into your point. Not that the Bible informs your point of view. Very, very different. Very, very different perspective there. If, if, you, want, if you want to understand that, it's a hugely different perspective. Very different perspective. Okay. So the fact, and I don't want to go too deep in this, Okay, again, we mentioned education is a problem within the church. The fact that church devalues education and the fact of what this gentleman here is talking about is so profoundly wrong, stupid, and misguided. It's almost as bad as the face-off reference that we had from Rick Wiles earlier, but in a more theological sense, meaning that One of the main ideas, one of the main ideas as you read through scripture is that God's ways are not our ways, meaning that God calls us to a higher standard 
of love and sacrifice and, and grace, right? So God calls us to these things that hold us to a higher accountability, but it's also a higher sacrificial accountability, meaning that to be able to live into love and grace and compassion means you have to sacrifice of yourself, okay? So that would be the aspect of that otherworldliness because we as humans, we tend to want, I want my stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I want to work hard. I want to get what I have, and I want to do better than my neighbor. That kind of idea, that, that, that consumeristic, that manifest destiny, that, that materialistic idea that, we kind of, that fuels us. Okay, okay. So, but what he's essentially saying is, look at all the governments on the world. If every government in the world is like this, God's government must be like this. Which I would come to this point of saying, have you read the Bible? Like, have you read the Bible with an open hand as opposed to using the Bible as a weapon or a tool to be able to push forward your agenda? Yes, education is a huge problem. This guy is a fool. The gospel isn't just about giving visas to people. The gospel is simply about being able to usher in that this way that we live as humans, this way that we live where it's survival the fittest, where evolution happens, where only the strongest survive, God doesn't look at it that way. God looks at it through a, a lens of love and compassion and grace. God looks at it in a way of self-sacrifice and, and how can we lift others up and that that is one of the truest senses of being human is when we are able to lift others up. When we are able to live for the greatness of others, that ends up being something that actually feeds our own souls. When we begin to realize that we are not it in the world. So then somehow mangling God's kingdom into being something that is another governmental system to where like, oh, let's use this guy's logic. What is it? So, so God is the president, Jesus is Congress, and the Holy Spirit is the Supreme Court? I mean, it's kind of like a trifecta, like a trinity of sorts. I don't even know where he's getting at with this. He doesn't know where he's getting at with this. See, the problem is this. He's going to throw something out, and everyone's going to go, oh, Interesting but no one's going to push back on the fact that there's so many holes in what he's saying. Why? Because in that vein of Christianity, you follow the person that is telling you where to go and you don't question it. If you question it, you get kicked out. You get ostracized. Tracking with me? Tracking with me. Okay. So we've talked about issues of education and things of that nature. Now, let's talk about the things that we can see with our eyeballs, the things that we can experience with our, our own person, our own bodies, our own vehicles. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that are locals that are here living in North Carolina or of anyone else that is listening to us from the South, uh, we're at a standpoint right now, and this is going to date the show wherever we're you guys, whenever, whenever you're listening to this, but we've got a hurricane Dorian that is potentially going to be a hurricane size problem. Uh, right now, um, it is moving towards Florida and the word is it is going to move up the coast. So, um, this is a problem that we have. Uh, this is something that we're going to continue to see more and more frequently because, because of climate change. Uh, because of global warming, that the earth is changing based upon man-made issues here. And one of the reasons that is continuing to fuel the strength of these hurricanes is warmer ocean temperatures. 
And also, when we have the issues with our planet and our climates uh, warming up, you know, that's going to end up making sure that the, hey, guess what? The oceans are going to be a little warmer, too, because we really don't have many glaciers anymore. So we have Hurricane Dorian plowing towards us. And what does this have to do with the Christian crazy? Oh, 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 did you even really need to ask that question? Did you? Did you need to ask that question? I don't even know that you asked that question, but I'll assume that you did, and I'll mildly scold you. But really, I'm scolding you with love. I'm scolding with love. So, Dorian is moving towards uh, the, the U.S. and cleared... Cleared Puerto Rico has really had its way with the Bahamas. Florida is bracing. Georgia is bracing. South Carolina is bracing. And North Carolina is like, yeah, it's going to be kind of bad. So we look at this and we say, oh, wow. Yeah, this is A, we're in the season of hurricanes. B, we also know that the strength of these types of storms is growing because of man-made issues that we have here. But oh, no. Oh, no, 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 don't go there, don't go there, because this, this storm, this storm, the only way we can explain this, the only way we can explain this, the only way I'm going to explain this is that it is 100% demonic. It's demonic, and if it's demonic, that means we can pray against it, right? So Satan is mad. Satan's butthole is the center. It's the eye of the hurricane. And he is so mad shaking his fanny around in the Atlantic right now. As some would believe or would lead you to believe. I have heard these kind of excuses. Now you may say, now you may say that uh, this should probably be filed under my last point that the church has a problem with education. Now, I will also say, uh-uh, uh-uh. This goes, <laughs> this goes way beyond education. This goes into the realm of fantastical. And there may be a better word for you to label this, but I'm going to say is that, that whereas Christianity has become this thing that, that somehow because of the realm of spirituality and everything else like that, we need to lean on the fantastical. And we need to be able to look at stuff, look at stuff that happens. And, and these hurricanes, these hurricanes for years, have they been God's way of punishing only the East Coast of America? Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, but wait. If we're, if we're conservative Christians, we know that the, that the West Coast of America is super it's super sinful. It's super liberal, super sinful. Why don't they have hurricanes? Oh, because they have earthquakes. Right. Okay. Okay. God has his own special hate that he get doles out to based upon science. Yes. Okay. So our next point that we're moving towards is the fact that Christianity also likes to be able to kind of lean on the fantastical. Lean on the fantastical uh, because it is another form of manipulation where they're able to say, oh, oh, you can't see it. I can see it. I can see it. Here's what we got to do to handle this. Hurricanes, hurricanes, hurricanes. <laughs> say you. Oh, <laughs> we just need to bind and rebuke them. We're going to pray against Satan's flaming butthole that's moving towards the United States. Oh, 
we're going to pray against that. We are going to just use the Holy Spirit as preparation H and say, no, devil, not today. No, Satan. Mm-mm. 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 Yeah. And you think I'm going to be crazy about this, but we are living in the Christian crazy here. So, so, so we have had cat care on here before, and she is a, she's a prophetess, a YouTube prophetess, which only makes her prestige that much more. She's a YouTube prophetess. Prophetizer. Well, actually, if you're on YouTube, you're probably trying to prophetize. But, so, yes, she has done this before. She's done this before, and we've seen this before in other realms of Christianity where we've got dear old Pat Robertson that will say, oh, Hades' sins uh, are being reaped with these hurricanes. No, 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 it's just really kind of the way that the earth is. It's kind of the way that the earth is, and don't give God credit or infamy for these kind of things because some of this, some of this, folks, you know what? God gave us our own God-given intellect where we can actually learn and study and grow and understand weather patterns and climate and plate tectonics and other things that we could learn about and understand why the world is the way it is. But remember, let's circle back to number four on our list that education is bad. Yeah. So let's go ahead and listen a little bit to Cat Care because I can't give her too much of a mouthpiece because it's just nutty and crazy and it's nothing to do with Jesus. If this is your first time here, you'll have to just hang on and let me explain everything about what we're doing. Basically, though, basically, we're taking authority over the weather, which we all know Jesus did. Therefore, we're being just like him and we're supposed to be because we're made in his image and operate just like him. And so that's, we, we're having a good time doing this. The last two years, this started in 2017. You can go back and look at some of our past posts and see uh, the few storms that are out there right now really are basically almost nothing compared to what we faced last year and even the year before. They're really, they're dwindling. Why? Because our words are having an effect when we speak. We had 4,000 people last year doing nothing but declaring over the weather. And let me tell you, it wreaked havoc on hell and hell's plans. So welcome tonight. If this is your first time, you can learn this in just a little bit of time. Basically, basically, this is just insanity that I love when we talk about this, 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 this realm of fantasticalness within, within faith, what she's laying out here is that if you really think about what she's saying, right? So hurricanes come towards the United States. Okay. So we have a hurricane season, right? It's, I think it's roughly some, sometime around like July to like November and fine. If I'm not just run with me here, roughly that's that time period. So, um, that's the time period that we have hurricanes. And and every time this happens, she ramps up praying against these because, again, hurricanes are from Satan, and that's the way Satan works. Just run with this analogy. It's not mine. So we, we pray against this, and eventually, guess what happens, people? Guess what happens by the power of Jesus? I mean, it almost feels like going to be like, by the power of Grayskull, I have the power. The He-Man. He-Man. That was a He-Man reference. Um, but it almost feels like, like what they're doing here 
is you they have built into this. <laughs> this is it's so stupid. Hurricanes hit the coast, they move up, and then they dissipate. And what she has begun to do with her followers is she has found something that she will claim is fantastical, but she claims that their power is based upon the natural conclusion of a hurricane, that eventually a hurricane just doesn't keep ping-ponging around like Pong, like in the ocean, like bing, 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 bing. It's, it's, it doesn't keep happening. Oh, what? Oh, oh, so essentially we would have like, we would have unlimited numbers of hurricanes if it wasn't for Kat Kerr that continues in her ministry where it's really easy to be just like Jesus because Jesus was all about power and Jesus was only about controlling weather and things of that. What? I don't even know, Kat Kerr. But Christianity's obsession with, with, with things of the fantastical, what they have done is they have robbed the normal, the small, the little things They've robbed the things that make faith special. They've robbed the things to where I'm reaching out to a person that needs to be reached out to. I'm doing an act of kindness here, and it's small. They, they've, they've, they've made it to where any act of faith that you have needs to be something that is larger than life, that is just big and miraculous. And they've stolen, they've stolen the holiness of the small. And there is such beauty in the holiness of the small. There's such beautiness in the small actions of grace and love and compassion. There's such beauty in that. And these crazy people have laid the groundwork that like everything somehow faith-based needs to look like a Fast and Furious movie. When it should just be something that is small and loving and kind. And we're moving towards wrapping this up. Don't worry, we're moving towards wrapping this up. And that brings you to the place of talking about Trump. And, and a few weeks back, Trump had a, for on Trump standards, a doozy of a week. Like, we've learned to live with the insanity of Trump fairly well to where we're not totally affected by his tsunami of BS that happens on a regular basis, right? We're, we know that. But no, 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 I'm talking about the week where somehow he proclaimed himself like the, he didn't proclaim himself, but quoted someone else that was proclaiming him the king of Israel. And then he also referred to himself as, what did you say, Donnie? What did you refer to yourself as? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that again. What did you say? I am the chosen one. So the chosen one chose to call himself the chosen one right after he had quoted someone that said this about him. And Trump really enjoyed this, that the President Trump is the greatest president for the Jews and for Israel in the history of the world, not just America. He is the best president for Israel in the history of the world. And the Jewish people in, in Israel love him like he's the king of Israel. They love him like the second coming of God. Yeah, yeah. Trump said those things. Trump retweeted those things, kind of holding them up in his fat little tiny chubby hands. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. I'm not here just to pile on to Trump, but, 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 but. Um, one of the problems with Christianity is the fact that they are constantly looking for a new Messiah, a new king. Happened in the Old Testament. Happened in the Old Testament. Everyone was waiting for a new king. And God's like, you don't need it. They're like, we want it. And he's like, fine, take whatever you want. They got King Saul. King Saul was not a great king. And again, here's where we're at. 
Christians like to be able to say that Trump is the chosen one. Trump is their new Messiah. The fact that Christianity has been actively looking to find a new Messiah, because that Jesus is a little touchy-feely. I've literally been told that by a, by a conservative pastor. Well, when you talk about Jesus, it sounds a little touchy-feely. Jesus ends up being a little touchy-feely in the Gospels, but Paul, dot, 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 have heard that direct quote, direct quote from a pastor. Mm -hmm. That's a real thing. Jesus is a little too touchy-feely for some Christians. Oh, Jesus is too loving. Aww. But this is what begins to happen. This is what begins to happen when you look for a new Messiah. So this last bit comes from Christopher McDonald, who also has another show uh, talking about end times and whatever else he does in his own creepy way. So just go ahead and be creepy, Christopher, because that's just your nature. And you want to know why people are fleeing your churches, preacher? You want to know why people are fleeing your mausoleums and fleeing your institutions and fleeing this and that and the other? It's because of stuff just like this. Because we out here in the real world, we're not blindly following a man. But I tell you who we are blindly following. We're blindly following God. And we recognize what God has done in Donald Trump. And we recognize that he's anointed an imperfect man. But we understand he's anointed an imperfect man for a perfect time in history, for such a time as this. And we're never going to betray him because in betraying him, we're going to betray the call that God's put on him. So yes, is such a time as this. Wow, wow. Thanks, Book of Esther, for giving all these crackpots a line to use. For such a time as this. And so what these guys have done, they've doubled down on Trump, and they have to continue to justify Trump. And the final one that we've been talking about here is the fact that Christianity has looked for a new leader, a new messiah. And they, they doubled down hard on this new Messiah. They doubled down and they are not relenting on this new Messiah. And this is scary because their new Messiah had this to say about his favorite verse in the Bible. Okay. You mentioned the Bible. You've been talking about how it's your favorite book. And you said, I think last night in Iowa, some people are surprised that you say that. I'm wondering what one or two of your most favorite Bible uh, verses are well, and why. I, I wouldn't want to get into it because to me that's very personal. You know, when I talk about the Bible, it's very personal. So I don't want to get into there's verses. No, there's I don't no want to get into. A, there's no, no I, verse I, that means I a lot just, to you that you think about or cite. The, the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. He doesn't want to get into specifics because there are no specifics. And and as we begin to kind of wrap this up, this hour, and I know it feels like I'm tearing down a lot, and we're going to have in the coming weeks. I want to talk to some more people about deconstruction and reconstruction, but. Um, one of the main facts that we've kind of seen here is that Christianity is run by fear. It's run by conspiracy theories. It's run by things that are just not truthful. They're run by lies. They're run by uh, the lack or animus towards education. They, they lean into the fantastical and they constantly want a new Messiah. And again, and again, I feel like I say this week after week here on the show. None of this, none of this, none of this. Hear me, hear me, hear me, those out there that are struggling with church and say the church isn't for me anymore and that, that we want to throw the whole bucket in and everything else out with Christianity. None of this has to do with Jesus. None of this has to do with making the world a better place. This has to do with people that want to control others, that are 
just morons and or really just money hungry. But that doesn't have to be you. There is a real Jesus. There is a real new way to be able to walk this out. There is, there is a different way that is founded by love, that is founded by self-sacrifice, that is founded by grace, that is founded by compassion, that is founded by the heartbeat of God, which is love. So as I end this broadcast, just a reminder, you can catch us on podcast at www.snarkyfaith.com. I'm going to send you out into the week with the holiest amount of grace and snark and peace. I'm out of here. Catch you guys again next week. WCOM is listener-supported community radio, and Snarky Faith is only possible through our sponsors. Lumen, a spiritual community of seekers, sojourners, question askers, doubters, and skeptics, is a collective of fellow travelers that embrace the truth that all of life is sacred, hope is real, and tomorrow can be a better day than today. All are welcome. You can find more information at www.lumencommunities.com.